0: Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you, and most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. We're going to talk about our awareness of His goodness this morning, our awareness of His goodness. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a, I'm just reminded of this. Uh, we had a lady that came uh, to Austin from Germany on business. Didn't know anything about Bethel Austin. She came, um, she was just on business and she was, uh, she was a Catholic. And so she was in town and Saturday evening, uh, she felt like some prayer. And so she looked up a church uh, near her and she found our church and being Catholic, she thought maybe I can come in the sanctuary. I will be open, and I can just come and pray pray quietly, and and you know just have my <laughs> have my quiet time with God. So, uh, but when she showed up, it was our Saturday night service, which has been anything but quiet. But it is it is full of the presence of God, and so she got greeted. Oh, Stacy Harris, one of our uh, pastoral leaders, um, met her at the door and just started, you know, conversing with her and invited her in. And she came and she sat through service and her own words as she wept, she wept through service, shook under the power of God through the whole service. Now, listen, She she attended Catholic Church, but her own... Words, she didn't feel like that she had an actual relationship with Jesus as the savior. So she gets born again. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna say that's worth more than a golf clap. Like she gets she gets come on. All right, it's after eleven now, so you're we're awake. <clears throat> um She gets born again, and she gets healed of Lyme's disease. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Has been in contact with the church since. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Wow, there was a a pastor, a couple friends of Tim Austin, who came um, from from Africa, Sierra Leone. Africa, pastors, oversee uh, multiple churches, came for a visit, visit their friend Tim, uh, came to service. The wife has been suffering from type one diabetes for years and years and years. Gets gets prayer multiple times. Feels something shift in her body. Feels it. Goes back. No, like doesn't have to take her her uh, insulin uh, for the next several days. She's here. Her numbers are perfect. Has gone back. This was this was a couple months ago. Probably three months ago. Has gone back to Africa. Back to her doctors. Has completely healed of diabetes, <laughs> hasn't, ha- hasn't had any, any treatment since, come on, we, we take that for some other members of the family in Jesus' name, thank you Lord, God is good and our, our awareness of his goodness makes a difference. And our awareness of his goodness makes a difference over our life. It makes a difference over our household. But it also, corporately, when we come together, in our awareness of his goodness, it makes a difference over a city. And God is teaching us how to shift atmospheres over a city. And, uh, and I, I shared this um, a few weeks back, but um, it's, it's worth revisiting right now because it ties into the message but in prep in preparation to come to Austin you know, were feeling God lead us to come and and uh, we, we were being sent from Bethel Redding to come and plant here in preparation praying about this this city and and why God was choosing this city um to send us and and I went into a vision in prayer and in the vision I uh I saw a a a ground swell under the under the city which at that point I didn't know that Austin literally rested over a, one of the largest aquifers in the in the country but I saw this um, this big pool of water and I saw it swell up and explode out of the city of Austin like a like a huge geyser and uh, and God said there's a movement coming out of the city of Austin there is a movement coming out of the city of Austin but then <laughs> It gets worse and then it gets better. <laughs> so I saw the guys, and then the scene shifted to uh, what looked like San Francisco, Summer of Love, the 60s, hippie movement, free love, do whatever you want, drugs, perversion. Like, And, and I saw this happening, and I was like, Lord, what are, you, what are you showing me? Why am I seeing this? And then, without saying anything, the scene then shifted again. And now what I was seeing was, was what looked like this generation's version of the Jesus people movement. And Instead of unrighteousness, I saw righteousness sweeping uh, the nation, I saw, I saw people gathered around, cafe, young people just studying the Bible, I saw people being caught up in prayer, I saw this awe and wonder for God just sweeping his people and people coming into the kingdom in mass so I saw these two scenes and God again repeated the statement there is a movement coming out of Austin the church gets to decide which direction that movement goes and he said I'm sending you to partner with the shift of that movement so come on let's shift the heavens in Jesus name if you got if you got your Bibles, open it to Matthew chapter eight. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna camp here long because I, I had a whole message uh, around this prepared for prepared for today. And then so we were gone last week, and uh, Renee and I were doing a conference in um, Spokane. Uh, sorry, Vancouver, Washington. And I know that you guys prayed for us last week on the Sunday morning, and I appreciate that. And uh, so I had a message prepared uh, out of uh, Matthew 8, the centurion, and then I found out that my brother preached an awesome message <laughs> on that and just rocked it last week on that very thing. So I'm like, oh, better change my message. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so we're going to jump, we're going to jump in there, but uh, just Since I mentioned Vancouver being there last last week in Vancouver, Washington, um, and uh, we had an awesome time, did a conference there. Some great friends of ours at uh, Bethesda Church. If you know anyone in that region, it is an on fire, hungry for God, full of the Spirit Church. Um, Send them there. Uh, But uh, we were there, having a great time. God was doing amazing things. Um, Several awesome speakers, lives just getting Rocked, touched, deep, deep encounters in the presence of God. Uh, but after service one night, we were getting back to the hotel quite late, and um, we walk into the hotel lobby, and and ro- walking in right in front of us was uh, this this couple, and uh, the man had, he had shorts on, he had a, a you know cut off sleeve a Slayer. Uh, t-shirt on like the, the heavy death metal band and uh, tattoos, sleeves, all both arms, legs, right, beard and just looked like a tough guy but he was limping, right and, and uh, you know, if you just look at the, sur- at the surface they look like the most unlikely people to want an encounter with Jesus. <laughs> but aren't you glad God doesn't just look at the surface? And we need to learn how to look through His eyes, and so I saw I saw the obvious. I saw the Slayer T-shirt and the tattoos, and they were coming in late too. And and uh, and we found they're coming from a concert. But I saw the limping, and I'm like, you know what? God doesn't come for those who are who are well. He comes for those who are in need, and it's it's the foolish things of this world that confound the wise. And where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So I saw the obvious, and then I saw through the Spirit, and I went, this is exactly where God would like to show up. And so I engaged, and I said, hey, excuse me, I can't help but notice you're limping. You mind if I ask what happened? And he, he broke his foot, his ankle, in several places. Uh, a while back, he had six six pins in his ankle and foot. and um, And, you know, so... Start talking to him, start prophesying over him. You know, as you give out of obedience, as you give the little that you have, is when God often brings more. So start talking to him, God starts downloading prophetic encouragement. I start prophesying over how he looks very tough on the outside, but he's actually really tender on the inside. And that God designed him that way since he was a little boy and that that he was so... Compassion. I just saw this big heart over him as a little boy and his girlfriend's like, yes, how did you know his grandma nicknamed him heart because he was so oh. compassionate as a little kid and he's getting tears in his eyes, and we pray for his foot and, and all the pain leaves his foot and it foot like it's ting, it's like it's just tingling, numb tingling, but all the pain is gone. He's able to stand on and walk in it with no pain. His girlfriend is like, um, actually I should have said this part. When I approached him, I said, hey, you know, why are you limping the ass? Would you like prayer? I wasn't sure how it was gonna go. His girlfriend says, yes. (laughs) And then I was like, great. Well, I just, can I pray for you right now? It'll just take 30 seconds. I'm thinking, I'm just gonna bend down, pray for him. She goes, yes, that would be awesome. Let's go sit down and she grabs him by the wrist. Leads us all over to some chairs, sits us down on this bench, and then we pray. And so so we pray for him. He's getting touched, tears in his eyes. And Renee's like, can I pray for you to his girlfriend? And she's like, yes, please. And like Death Grip grabs Renee's arm, puts her head on her shoulder. She's crying as Renee is prophesying into her life. And and, uh, thank you, Jesus. He, uh... He wasn't ready to do it in the moment, but he promised that if he woke up in the morning, if he woke up in the morning and the pain was was still all gone, that he was gonna invite Jesus into his heart. God is good. Our awareness of his goodness. All right. Matthew 8, just real quick, because he uh, knocked it out of the park last week um, speaking on this, but there's one point that I want to, that I want to, add on uh, to that, compliment that. So Matthew 8, Now, when Je- uh, starting in verse 5, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a saturn came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. How many people know that's a good response? That is That is their response that you would be hoping for at that moment but the centurion took it to another level that got quiet oh, okay i don't have time to stop. camp there verse eight the centurion answered and said lord i am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servant will be healed Uh, breaking all that down his message last week was on great faith and you can go listen to it if you didn't get to hear it but there's one one thing that I want to I want to compliment that and build on with that is that Jesus says calls out calls this response great faith how many people want great faith But here's the thing in that that I want to point out, is that that when the centurion said, my servant is at home, tormented, sick, ill, will you come and heal him? Jesus said, yes. Yes, I will come and heal him. Again, that's the answer that we're looking for, at least that we think we're looking for. But again, the centurion took it to another level. He said, whoa, whoa. No, I'm not worthy, not only am I not worthy, but I understand the dynamics of this kingdom operation, you don't even have to come to my house, all you have to do is to say the word, and my servant will, will be healed, and Jesus was like, finally, <laughs> finally. Someone who's getting it. And, and the centurion, this is what I, the dot I want to connect. The centurion had this great faith, but his faith was built on this understanding. And he said, I have, I, I, am a man under authority. I have people over me, and I have people under me. And when I say to this one go, he goes, and this one come, he comes. And so he had an understanding of of." He had an understanding of natural authority, which gave him an understanding of spiritual authority. But listen, it's not just the understanding alone. Here's the key. that His experience in that authority structure gave him an expectancy for the authority in the spiritual structure. He actually had the experience of operation that opened his eyes to what was available in the kingdom. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, I understand how this works. Because he had experienced the efficiency, the authority, the breakthrough, the dynamics. He had experienced it. Listen, he didn't just understand it. He didn't just graduate from military school and hadn't led anything, right? It wasn't just study on a whiteboard, like, oh, right, okay, I see how that works. And that gave him great faith. The, the experience, his understanding produced experience, with, which experience produced expectancy. And he was allowed, that created in him the ability to expect something supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that understanding in the kingdom is good? But if our understanding doesn't produce expectancy, our understanding isn't as mature as we thought it was. I say this all the time. For belief to become faith, it has to have expectancy connected to him. Because what God is moving us out of is a place where we have intellectual understanding of a whole bunch of stuff, but no expectancy to see the kingdom move on it. Listen, that's not called great faith. (laughs) That's a clanging symbol. <laughs> I can whiteboard all the and make it here in the connections and I can I can show you the connection all the way from Genesis to Revelation. All right, great. Now do you believe God's going to move? Oh, I, I I don't I don't know. That's not in my notes. <laughs> then you then you need better notes. This <laughs> <It's> not <clears throat> I say this all the time, in the, in, the, in the West, in the West, it's not often that we need to know more, but it's that we need to expect more from what we already know. And listen, understanding, gleaning, understanding is important. It's foundational, but it's foundational for something. It's foundational, listen, once you understand, then then it's supposed to stir up our expectancy, which is the release of great faith. Because when Jesus looks at Austin, we want him to marvel. Uh, okay, I'll try this side of the room. Listen, when, when Jesus looks at Austin, we want him to marvel. <laughs> and not because of the bad things that are going on, because of the good things that are happening. God is stirring our expectancies. In the kingdom and our awareness of of his goodness. In verse ten again, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who were falling, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even Israel. Notice he didn't say great understanding. This is better preaching than you're responding. I'm just saying, like. (laughs) And then in verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, as you have believed, notice he didn't say understand. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. Now listen, the understanding releases the believing. Understanding is important, but we've got to allow God to breathe on it. John 8, 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will, the truth will set you free. Come on, thank you, Jesus. That you, will, that you will know the truth, but as I've shared before, you will know the truth, but that word truth is more aptly translated reality. You will know the reality and the reality will set you free or make you free. Yeah. Do you know, in, in, the, in the Greek, the context was, what it was reality as in the opposite of illusion. <laughs> Listen, the enemy is busy casting a whole bunch of illusion yeah. on the nation. <laughs> And the enemy wants to use Austin as a conduit for that. <laughs> but I tell you what, the church is just gonna keep getting bolder yeah. and louder yeah. until the river of God that's flowing out of this city trumps the river of confusion and illusion. Yeah. Then it listen till it cuts that off, and the nation isn't listening to the spirit of illusion. It's coming out awesome but it's listening to the spirit of truth and revelation in the name of Jesus that's coming out and the whole Jesus people movement is raising up again because truth is permeating. It's flowing. It's overcoming. Come on. What will define the river that's flowing out of the city? The Perversion of the truth does not promote awe in God. That's an oversimplified statement. But perversion doesn't create awe in God. But our awareness of his goodness does. When we hear about a lady who just flew into town for business she didn't come for a conference, didn't come for a miracle. She flew into town because of business, but unintentionally, by her equation, in heaven's part, it was absolutely on purpose, but she, she stumbles into the presence and awareness of his goodness. Yeah. Weeps, trembles, repents, gets born again, gets healed of Lyme's disease. Come on, Jesus. That produces awe and awe results in worship. when the awe of god when the awe of God fills your heart, what is the automatic response to that awe worship? Listen, there is a battle going on, and the battle is for worship. Come on listen it's been prophesied for over a decade probably longer what happens when austin becomes the live worship capital of the world What happens when Austin becomes the live worship capital of the world? Thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of believers are worshiping intentionally, knowing who they're worshiping, what they're partnering with, and what they're releasing into the city. Changing atmosphere. But there is a battle going on. And the only way the enemy wins is when we're unaware. If we know that there's a battle, then we know we have a victory. Amen. And his name is Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Father. God is giving his church expanded understanding of his goodness. Good, the goodness of God trumps the plans of the enemy. The goodness of God trumps the wickedness of the enemy. It's, listen, it's our job not only to keep our eyes on his goodness, but to display his goodness to the world, so that the world may know him. It's our job. I need to say that again. It's our job not only to keep our eyes on his goodness. You can only give away what you have you can only give away what you have and if you're constantly focused on troubles, (laughs) but if you can only give away what you have and you're constantly focused on his goodness, now you have something to give that shifts situations, atmospheres, and conditions. That, that result in awe exploding in people's hearts and worship of our king being the result. Amen. Thank you, Father. Come on, there is, God is raising up an army. God is raising up an army of awe-filled worshipers. <laughs> Who wants to be drafted into the army of awe-filled awe-filled worshipers of God listen the goodness of God trumps the power and the plans of the enemy listen it is it is it in um and as you can say it's the trump card the goodness of God is the trump card the question is how often are we playing the card Listen, Adam and Eve, they lived in the perpetual goodness of God. That's not meant to be a trick statement. In the garden, right, before sin entered, they lived in the perpetual goodness of God. Amen? They lived in this perpetual goodness, but the enemy, doing what the enemy does... He came in and tried to pervert their awareness of God's goodness. The enemy came in and the the serpent came in. He asked, oh, did God really say that you can't eat of the fruit? What's he doing? He's undermining their awareness of his goodness. He's trying to. He's undermining their awareness of their goodness. And she's like, no, we can eat of all the fruit except for the fruit of this tree, the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, surely if we eat of it, we'll die. And and the serpent says, oh, you won't die. God's just afraid that that your understanding would be opened and that you would understand like God understands. What's he doing? Undermining their awareness of his goodness. They already had it. (laughs) They were living in it. But the enemy was trying to undercut that, undercut that. And in that case, unfortunately, he succeeded. (laughs) But aren't you glad that Jesus has come? And Jesus has come and he he has lived the sinless life, died on the cross on our behalf, went down, kicked the devil around, took the keys back, and, and extended them to man and said, it's my good pleasure to give you the keys of the kingdom. Yeah. So now we're holding the keys. But the question is, will we stay aware, focused on the awareness of his goodness? Yeah. 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 Oh, come on. Yeah. Because listen, when you do, when we do, listen, people just pull in and tumors disappear. Come on, when we do people driving by who have no intention, don't even know there's a church here, they're just driving by, all of a sudden something compels them. I don't know, I got to turn in here. And they show up in service, get born again. Listen, it's happened. It's happened. And what if it starts increasing? Increasing. People who have divorce papers filled out, ready to file, saying, God, we heard that there's this church where the presence is. This is your last chance. We're going to go to this one service. If you don't do something, we're filing our divorce papers. Walk in. No No one meets them. No one ministers them. They just walk into the presence of God. They walk into a place where the awareness of his goodness has been cultivated. And they, the love of, the tangible love, the weighty, the kavod, what is, the kavod is the weighty presence of God, hits them, pushes them against the wall, they start weeping in the awareness of his goodness, repenting to each other, marriage gets restored, come on, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Whoa, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap off of this here and then we're gonna have some ministry time come on thank you jesus you know well one of our one of our prayer team members came up and said i feel the openness of miracles in the room this morning glory that's a good that is a good response that's the response of worship right there and uh, listen, even how many people know his word never returns void? <laughs> listen, they uh, mentioned dental miracles in that moment. Dental miracles are just available in the atmosphere, in the awareness of his presence, in the awe of his goodness. Dental miracles are uh, available and happening, and inner ear conditions. Like tinnitus, equilibrium dynamics are disappearing in Jesus' name. Listen, jaw, jaw alignment alignment issues are disappearing in Jesus' name. <clears throat> um, kind of three quarters of the way down the back right here, there's been a pinch, it's been exaggerated for a long time, that's disappearing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. God is opening up deviated septums listen the awareness of his goodness and migraines are jumping off wow thank you father thank you Jesus the tumors have permission to disappear to vanish to dissolve in your presence thank you father I like the words vanish and dissolve they just have a nice ring to them. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, metal has permission to vanish and dissolve in Jesus' name. Arthritis going. Listen, I'm going to go on, I'm going to finish this last part. But I just want you to check your body. Be aware of his goodness. And listen, if God is touching your body, if you're noticing breakthrough, significant, like tangibly like, oh, something is different. I just want you to wave at me. And I might stop and just... Just have you call out what part of your body God's touching, or I might not, I just, but I just want to know if, if God's moving and you're aware of something happening in your body. As I even said that, the left shoulder, uh, rotation in the left shoulder is being restored, pain is disappearing. So if God's touching you, uh, just, just give me a wave as we go on. So Romans, did I tell you that yet? Romans chapter 1 one and two, thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter one, Paul is uh, writing to the Romans here with a longing to come to them, a longing to impart, to deposit, to shift atmospheres over there. He knows that there is a, a, an apostolic authority, a call if the kingdom can break out um, uh, amongst the Romans, right, then, then the influence has the ability to uh, be world-changing. In Romans 1, verse 11, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. I just love this. I love this uh, next to, uh, well, these verses 15 and 16. As much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. Come on. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the great. Verse 17, for in it, the righteousness, someone say righteousness. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Thank you, Father. And then it goes on. It goes on for the, the rest of chapter one, and it, and it describes how the believer is not supposed to live and how the kingdom is not supposed to be represented, represented. and it ends with, God, with Paul offering an, an opposite, the power of God coming, because he's speaking of Rome, which Rome is a perverse, twisted place, right? The river that is flowing out from Rome this is not holy. No. <laughs> it is a, a twisted, perverse place, but Paul knows that there is a greater reality. Verse 18: the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and in unrighteousness and the rest of the chapter goes on and it talks about uh, men leaving leaving the natural use of a woman and lusting after other men and women lusting after women and it talks about living unrighteousness, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliceness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors. Listen, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who uh, practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but approve of those who are practicing them wow that's not the river of God that's not the river of God thank you Jesus and then it goes on in chapter two talks about not judging those people but then yet doing the same yourself in secret and how that that isn't going to end well for you in verse three of chapter two and do you think this O man who judge those practicing such things and doing the same that you will escape the judgment of God? But here it is, or 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 right the opposite. Or do you despise the riches of of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with the hardness and your infinite heart, you are treasuring up for yourselves wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Now listen, this is, this is the unrighteous nature of God. But if, if despising the riches of his goodness leads to unrighteousness, then our awareness of his goodness opens up the heavens. Our awareness of his goodness opens up the heavens. If the opposite, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance, then the opposite is that the, knowing the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Listen, the enemy is hard at work. But the enemy doesn't win. How many people have read the book? How many people have read the story? How many people know that the church, the church of Jesus Christ is victorious in the end? How many people know that the goodness of God trumps the ways of wickedness of the enemy and that there is a battle going on and that there is a people who don't know that there is a battle and so there is a fight to gain their attention. The enemy is trying to release the ways of wickedness. The enemy is trying to say, listen, listen, uh, uh, drag, drag performances for children is normal. Yes. <laughs> listen, that is the fruit of the snake withering on his belly. And someone needs to be able to stand up and say, uh uh-uh, uh, not on my watch. That is not the fruit of righteousness. And people who are getting caught up in illusion and deceit and going, that sounds good. That sounds like the key to happiness. Someone needs to slap the spirit of stupid off of them and say, no, there is something better. There is a kingdom that when it comes, Lyme's disease disappears. When it comes, marriages are restored. When it comes, that cloudy confusion on your brain disappears. You can think clearly. You can hear clearly. You can feel love and feel forgiven. That way, listen, God is coming to break off the spirit of suicide. We're just talking to our friend. Our friend uh, Chad Dedman and some others recently, they've been mentioning how amongst children going after this spirit of suicide, and it's not not 16, 17, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds that are coming forward, it's six-year-olds. Seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds. Why? Because the enemy is busy trying to do his job, but the church needs to get busy doing her job. Wow, the awareness of his goodness. (laughs) The awareness of his goodness. Listen, when you pull on the awareness of his goodness, it's first for you, but then it's for others. The power of the testimony. The power of the promise of his word. Listen, when you are aware of his goodness, The guy with tattoos from head to toe wearing the cut-off Slayer t-shirt looks like a great opportunity for the kingdom to show up. (laughs) When you're aware of his goodness, when you're continually in that place, you're like, yes, that looks like the perfect landing spot for God. Come on, God is shifting our awareness. Can I get the team to come back up? We're gonna close out here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is drafting those who are willing into the army of awe-filled worshipers. Awe-filled worshipers who are bringing the message of the goodness of God leads people to repentance. Do you know, listen, Austin is a spiritual place. Austin needs Jesus, but it's a spiritual place, which means it's open to spiritual things, you know, one of my favorite things to do in Austin is to use people's tattoos to prophesy the nature of God into them. <laughs> it's just a walking billboard, right? Just plastered right there. Like, people display what's important to them, what their heart, their creativity. Like, like you put stuff tattooed on you because it has some, it has some deep meaning to you. And if you could tap into God's heart behind that meaning... You can reveal the goodness of God. And you can you can turn it in their hearts to righteousness. Whoa. We've seen so many, we've seen people get born again. We've seen waiters and waitresses just weeping at the table, just like looking at their tattoos, going, God, what are you saying about that? Austin is open. <laughs> are you open? Austin is open. And listen, I know I'm literally preaching to the choir. (laughs) You're here because you're hungry. But our awareness of his goodness, it will lead people to repentance. It will cause tumors to fall off when people walk in the door. (laughs) It'll cause people who are driving by who don't even know that there's a church here to pull in and encounter the goodness of God. It'll cause people who are only in town for business to find themselves sitting in the seat that you're in right now. Encountering his presence and his goodness. It'll cause marriages to be restored. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you for restoring awe to your church. I thank you, Father, that we have the authority. Like the centurion, we have the authority. What what Eve had the opportunity to do was to tell the serpent to shut up. The centurion's like, all you have to do is say the word. (sighs) Come on, what happens when we start all saying the word? Over our city, over our household, over our families. The word that redirects us to the goodness. If you want to be part of the worshiping army of God, I just want you to stand to your feet this morning. God's going to do more than we could ask, think, or imagine. Thank you, Jesus. The awareness of His goodness. Can we just you just lift your hands before the Lord this morning and can we just can we rededicate, in a sense, our ears, our eyes, our hearts, our spiritual senses? Not to be tuned in and and uh, attuned to the negativity that the enemy is trying to spew, trying to release, but but by intention, as as a soldier, as an army, like no, I'm going to say to the snake, slid it on his belly, shut up. <clears throat> Get out of here! Get away from me! Get away from my household! Get away from my city! Shut up! Spirit of illusion, spirit of confusion, spirit of doubt, and I am intentionally going to refine my focus and my awareness around His goodness. around the God who comes when we worship, around the God who comes when we pray, around the God who shares his presence with his body, with his bride, with those who are in love with him, the God who does wonders, the God who does things that stir all in our hearts, doesn't matter if you're 95 or five, God is showing up in kids' church like Jesus appearing to children in kids' church. Whoa, thank you, Father. We worship and adore you, mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I feel like there's some attuning Opportunity for a tuning, fine-tuning, like a radio. It, listen, if your dials got bumped, if the enemy was able to get in there and bump the dial, and listen, it happens to me, I gotta re-tune my heart. Listen, the, the, the point is just to be intentional. Like, oh, they're static. They're static in my life. Oh, opportunity to retune, refocus. Oh, there's the goodness. Woo. Listen, anybody, anybody right now, we're gonna have ministry team, we're gonna have the youth up here, we're gonna pray, but anybody can say God's touching your body this morning already? Just, just, there's hands up. worship. Just wave at me if God's touching your body. Yes, right there. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? You're aware that God's touched your body already, right there. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, right here. Thank you, Jesus. Right there. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I have? We're in a minute. We're gonna have the ministry teams come forward. But right now, can I have? If you were at the, if you were at youth camp either a youth or you are even a worker uh, at youth camp, counselor, whatever, and you're on fire for God, can you just come line up by the stairs and over to my right, just over here? Thank you, Father. <laughs> Listen, there's some re retuning, attuning to the goodness of God. Here's what you're gonna, I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna release you. But I I want you to hear this. If you just feel like that you've got bumped, your your dial's gotten bumped and they're static, I just want you to come to the front and just take a moment in the presence of God. Say, God, retune my awareness to your goodness. And if you feel like getting some fire released on you from these youth will help in that process, go for it. If you got pain in your body and you wanna have them pray for you, go for it. Listen, when I was leading healing ministries, healing rooms, healing outreaches, healing schools, all that stuff, if I prayed for you a couple times and you didn't get healed, I would tell you to go find a child and have them pray for you. Why? Because the foolish things of the world, God uses to confound the wise. We want the expert, we want the person with the most degrees behind their name to pray. And God's looking for those with childlike faith to pray. Thank you, Father, let me pray. We love you, we bless your name, we thank you for the increase of heaven in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for raising up worshipers of awe who know how to display Know how to abide in and display your goodness, Father, everywhere they go. And thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.